Hello and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. Can I just say, I am so happy that you are joining me today. You are getting No Nap Morg on a Thursday, hopefully, if you're listening to this on premiere day, which means you're in for a wild ride. You know, I've had about four cups of coffee today, little delusional but we're ready. We're ready to break down all of the biggest stories. I got to tell you, we got to do honorable mention, you know, top of show rant, honorable mention about two stories that I just, okay. First of all, Gabby, Wendy, what plot twist her debuting her new relationship on the view with a woman were shook to the core, did not expect that. Literally, as I was sitting down to record the podcast, I opened Instagram and saw that. So we'll definitely discuss that more this week on Pop a Batch, which if you are not subscribed to Pop a Batch, be sure to do so. The link is in the show notes. It's on the Patreon. We are doing charity updates every week because I'm loving this season so much. Um, so yes, didn't have time to dig into that nearly as much as I wanted to, but we will discuss that on Friday. Another honorable mention, this Lizzo lawsuit. I mean, it is a lot. And honestly, I think it's a little bit above my pay grade. You know, like I am not equipped. I'm not nearly smart enough to discuss this in length. Um, there's going to be a lot of legal jargon around it. And, and we're just getting started with this. Here's my initial thoughts about the Lizzo lawsuit is that, you know, first and foremost, the fact that there's about five different people that are coming out and saying things about the way that they were treated is not a great sign. Uh, And obviously this is just like my initial reaction reading through it a couple different times. Um, We haven't heard anything from Lizzo's camp, obviously. I think it might be a while before we do because, you know, first and foremost, this is a legal issue. And, and then, you know, a reputation issue second. So I really don't think that anybody wants to mutter muddy the legal waters just yet, which is why uh, we might not have heard anything from Lizzo or her camp by the time that we are listening to this podcast episode, but I'm going to be keeping up with it. I'm going to keep my eye on it, try to learn as much as possible. I just don't feel comfortable doing it in today's episode. And I hope you can understand that I'm just a girl in the world, you know, not a lawyer. And I just don't feel like going down that road right now because those allegations are serious. And if they're true, wow. Wow. Okay. Let's move on to the pop three. These are the biggest headlines of the week. Lenny Hochstein got engaged to his mistress, Katerina Mazepa, while still being legally married to Lisa Hochstein. So this happened over the weekend, and they posted, of course, pictures and videos and all the things. And um, while, yes, the engagement itself was quite shocking, I think what what caught our attention even more was the Instagram war that went on afterwards. Lisa instantly clapping back uh, on her Instagram story and say, congrats to my current husband and his mistress on their engagement, period, dot, end of sentence. It is what it is. And then you have Marina Hochstein, Lenny's mom, who's 83 years old, by the way, trolling on social media. 
She says in the comment section, I will be very happy that this time you are getting a woman who loves and respects you. You certainly did not have that in your previous marriage. Good luck. Congratulations. I mean, I do not mean this to age shame anybody, but what 83-year-old do you know that is trolling somebody on Instagram to this level? Nobody but Marina Hochstein, baby. I mean, the about face that Marina Hochstein has done is wild. I mean, she must be afraid of her son or something. Something happened because if you were watching the last season of Miami, I mean, there were these full-blown you know, recorded conversations between Marina and Lisa where Marina's like, I have no idea what Lenny is doing. I can't believe he's doing this. And then you have, I will be very happy that this time you're getting a woman who loves and respects you. You certainly did not have that in your previous marriage. Like what? And Lisa too, she screenshotted that, posted it on her Instagram story and said, what a wonderful mother-in-law and grandmother. How disgusting. She's right. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I can't even wrap my head around it. I mean, this whole thing with Lenny and Lisa and Katerina, you know, if you go back and watch this season of Miami, the timeline is muddy. You know, Lenny says, oh, no, I wasn't cheating, but they very much seem together, you know, in this season, in the last season of The Real Housewives of Miami. And also, you know, there's that one hot mic moment where uh, he, Lenny says, you know, uh, I, I don't sleep in the same bed with her because then I would be hurting the person I really love. You know, meanwhile, they're throwing sh parties and shindigs at the house. You know, if I'm Lisa Hochstein, girl, protect your peace. Be done with this. This is too much. These people are not your people. And I know that it sucks that it took every bit of 12 years to figure out that Lenny and Marina are not your people. But at least now, you know, count your blessings that you can get the heck away from these people. You have a new boyfriend, Jody, who hopefully treats you good and just be done with it. I know it's hard, especially when you have kids. It's the father of, you know, your children, the grandmother of your children. But like, I just cannot believe that trolling comment from an 83 year old woman. I truly cannot. Let's move on to headline number two, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle showing a united front. So two articles dropped at the exact same time on Wednesday morning, one from Us Weekly um, and then one from People, like literally within minutes of each other. And then there was one on The Cut a day before. So when I first saw that all of these articles were dropping around the same time and they were saying the same things, I was like, oh, someone in their campus talking. I don't know who it is, but like, what are the odds that Us Weekly and People, both of their cover story is going to come out within 20 minutes of each other? Like, you know, usually what happens is one publication sees the article and then writes up a little synopsis, which was page six was on the tail end of this. You know, they were having to cite us weekly and people, which I'm sure they weren't happy about. Um, but both of these articles were in uh, regards to the struggles that Harry and Meghan have faced, you know, post Mexit. We'll start with us weekly. Now, a lot, a lot of the gist of the stuff was the same with just like slight differences. So according to one source, uh, they said it has been a challenging time for Harry and Meghan, you know, in reference to uh, the busted Spotify deal, bad press, you know, a mixed reaction from the public and the 
car chase story in New York City. Um, but another source says they're a united front. As far as they're concerned, it's Harry and Meghan against the world. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Um... In this article, it says there's not much work right now, so they are feeling a little isolated. Um, the People article kind of reiterates that, although the People article does say that they still have work obligations um, like coming down the pipe that are in different stages, right? Um, that was like the only little difference I saw from this, but they're saying that they're going through serious growing pains, you know, of leaving the royal family, coming to the United States, hoping to have a successful, you know, media empire or what have you. So as for what's next, the couple remain focused on their R12 Foundation, which has dedicated considerable resources to youth mental health, online safety, and the intersection of social justice and technology. Um you know, and obviously I think this is kind of a way to combat the divorce rumors. I said it last week in regards to Ariana Grande and the Ethan Slater mess. I am here for people through thick and thin, sticking by their man, sticking by their woman, you know, like, like work it out, tough it out. I, I just, I feel like you know, and maybe it's the Hollywood bubble, but people are so quick to just be like done. And I don't like that. So even though Megan and Harry, I've said in the podcast before, they have dealt with a lot of public backlash, you know, things not working out as they hoped that it would. Does that mean that I want them to get divorced? No, I think it kind of is Harry and Megan against the world at this point. I think they need to play more to their audience. Like if they want to be universally loved. I just don't think that's going to happen. And that's not because I dislike them. I'm pretty indifferent about Harry and Meghan. Honestly, I see both sides. You know, if I was a member of the royal family, I would be pretty annoyed with them, you know, airing all the dirty laundry. If I'm Meghan and Harry, like I cannot handle that kind of lifestyle. I get it. And especially when you consider what they went through with Princess Diana. But the decision to leave the royal family, I think, is just too polarizing for some people, some people are going to hate Harry and Meghan no matter what they do. So I think that Meghan should do something like Poosh-esque, you know, like lifestyle and wellness, because I feel like that is her space. Also philanthropy, you know, Harry's Netflix series, Heart of Invictus, about his competition for veterans and military service personnel it's coming out, um, along with the... the um, Invictus Games in September. So I just feel like they should really hone in on one particular thing 
and do it well, but do what they know. You know, when it comes to the the podcast deal, not everybody can do a podcast. And I think Meghan Markle proved that. So I did see that she might start up her blog again. I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember what it was called. I don't know. I'll Google it. Anyways, let's move on to our third and final headline in this week's pop three. Erica Jane said that her weight loss was due to menopause. I'm sorry. Said no one ever. I mean, I've never been through menopause, but my DMs were flooded with people saying that menopause has the opposite effect, that you gain weight when you're on menopause. One of you said, next, she's going to say that she's had cold sweats. (laughs) Okay. Let's set the scene. So Erica Jane was on Watch What Happens Live this week, and Andy was like, you look like a whisper of yourself. And she was like, yes, I did come down and wait, and I did it hormonally, you know, and we're like, what does that, what does that mean? And he was like, not ozempically. And she's like, no, I was going through menopause. Does anybody believe that you lose weight during menopause? Please reveal yourselves because I need to know. I need to know. Um, I don't know that anybody believes the, the lie that she's telling here. And let me just go off on this tangent for a second, because I know that in the beginning, there was a lot of judgment around ozempic use. And I don't really see the need for the judgment anymore. You know, like at first we thought that there was a shortage and, you know, it's a, it's a drug for diabetics and the diabetics needed it and they couldn't get it. I don't know how true that is, but what I do know is that doctors are now prescribing it to people for weight loss, whether it's Ozempic or Monwarno, you know, or other versions of the same thing, essentially. You know, there are people in my life that a doctor has prescribed this to them. People who have tried a million different ways to lose weight, have seen it impact their life in a negative way, and finally something gives them hope that they can feel better about themselves. Now, obviously, I say this all while maintaining the fact that you should consult a doctor, be careful, you know, all the things. But I'm just not here for the blind judgment of it anymore. And I think celebrities should stop lying about it because all it does is reiterate the negative stereotype around it, where if someone would just say, yeah, I wanted to lose weight. I've tried other other things that weren't working and my doctor prescribed this to me. What's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? That might be an unpopular opinion. I might get the tomatoes thrown at me for this, but I don't think, I don't think a celebrity or anybody really owes people a longer explanation than that. When you look at the differences between someone like Erica Jane saying, no, I lost this weight through menopause. Or Dolores Catania, who was also in that Watch What Happens Live seat, was like, yeah, I did it. There's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. 
By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis. I, I mean, people people saw Dolores and they were like, okay, at least she admitted it. People are seeing Erica Jane and they're like, really? Menopause? That's the best you could come up with. If anybody lost weight through menopause, please let a girl know. All right, now we're going to move on to the deep dive. Every single week on my Instagram at Morgan P. Talks, I open up the deep dive submissions to you. What do you want to know more about this week? Our question comes from Kelsey. Hey, Morgan. It's Kelsey from Appleton, Wisconsin. We need a deep dive on Caitlin and Jason. Do you think they split? I hope not. And what do you think of Victoria and Greg and Danielle and Michael? You are my go-to girly for all the news. Love you like a sis. Thank you, Kelsey. Love you like a sis. Now, knowing my luck, I'm going to have recorded this whole entire podcast episode. And then as soon as I sign out of my recording session, I'm going to open Instagram and somebody's going to confirm that they're broken up. You know, like we'll see the black background with the white text. But for right now, we're just going to pretend like no one has made any announcements yet. And we're all speculating because I mean, just in a whirlwind of Bachelor Nation breakup rumors, you know, it started with Michael and Danielle. Now we've added Greg and Victoria in the mix. And of course, the biggest one currently at the moment is if Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick broke off their engagement. Let's start with Greg and Victoria because I think they have the lowest chances of being broken up, in my opinion, mostly because Victoria just posted some pictures of the two of them together. But there was a two-mob line that said, not all roses for this reality couple. Jealousy and heated arguments were a major factor. Not sure why they're waiting so long to announce, but they're done. Okay, so that blind item came out. And I would say, I mean, no offense, you know how I feel about the Dumois blind items. You have to take them with a grain of salt, obviously. But when you look at how Johnny and Victoria's relationship played out, do you think jealousy and heated arguments would be like a stretch of the imagination to believe? Like, no, we've seen it with other relationships of hers that that has caused some issues. But, you know, two days ago, Victoria posted on Instagram a weekend diary and there were like cuddly pictures of her and Greg. So in my opinion, they're not broken up. My theory is like a la Matt and Rachel, they probably got in a fight and just were like cooling their jets for five seconds. And now they're giving it a go again. Um, but this is how you get people to stop speculating. A simple picture. She didn't come out and say, you know, we are not broken up or we are broken up. She just posted a picture weekend things and people are like, okay, they're cool which is not what Michael and Danielle or Caitlin or Jason have done, which I think is telling and which is why I think both couples probably um, have broken up. Let's talk about Michael and Danielle. Uh, my feelings of imminent doom have only strengthened from last week. Uh, not going to go into too much detail here because we did do a whole segment on it last week. So if you want to go back and listen to it, but I mean, it's just more of the same. Another week has gone by. They're in the same city, but they haven't been seen together. You know, uh, 
Danielle is at her job at the skin center and going and working out. And then you have Michael posting photos of James at the pool. And there's just like really no reason why they should not be together. Um, but they're not. So, um, just brace yourselves, I would say, for that one. But the big one that everyone is really struggling with and grappling with right now is Caitlin and Jason. And while no one has concrete proof, I do believe that they have broken up probably based on my gut instinct. Um, and like I said, this is just my opinion. I'm going on what I'm seeing, what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling, but I think we're all kind of feeling and sensing and seeing the same thing. So um, Caitlin posted a couple of cryptic things online. Let's just run through them briefly. So she um, she posted a poem about self-improvement. Uh, I didn't, I only have that. I wish I would have wrote down the whole thing. But but very shortly after that, she wrote this Instagram story and it was very quickly deleted. And guess what it was? Black background, white text. What I tell you? But she says, I cannot believe the audacity of people to expect things from me when I haven't even been able to process things for myself. Have a bleeping heart. You're scaring me with your comments and demands. I'm almost worried about you in all capital letters. I mean, do you need do you need anything else? <laughs> like, like I'm pretty sure she just confirmed that they have broken up and that she hasn't been able to process it yet. But I will say, I have seen the screenshot. I did not see it in real time. So if somebody's out there doctoring DMs or Instagram stories, you never know. But then she also shared the lyrics from her song that she released in 2020. The song is called If I'm Being Honest. And this was on her grid. And it says, just because I'm an open book don't mean you get the whole story. And if I'm being honest, I'm not always as tough as I seem. And I can have my moments. But words can get the best of me. And the words that I say to myself are the ones that hit the hardest. Okay. And then last weekend, she posted a crying Instagram selfie saying, just know that the highlights are most, just know that the highlights are mostly posted about. You're not alone in your struggles. Okay. So all of those things have been posted on Caitlin's Instagram. And both of them have since returned to Nashville, where they live. But Jason fueled even more speculation on Tuesday of this week because he posted a picture of himself with their two dogs in the car. So it, it looked like a solo trip and he was taking the dogs with him and the dogs were with Caitlin the night before. So it seemed like a doggy drop off. You know, that's the vibe that I'm getting. So, you know, we can look at social media clues all day long. But I think right now, Caitlin and Jason and Michael and Danielle are probably struggling with this juxtaposition of being in the spotlight because of your relationship that you found on a dating show, which is like, it's just, it's just a strange place to be in because I talk about this a lot on the pod. There are different types of reality TV personalities. You have people who go on Love is Blind. You have Bachelor Nation members who are famous for trying to find love. And then you have Housewives and uh, the Vanderpump Rules crew who are television personalities. There's a difference. There's a big difference. The people on Vanderpump Rules making their lives a show is their job. The people on Bachelor Nation, while they may be afforded you know, different... Um, business opportunities when they come off the show 
going on the show isn't a job. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's only so much longevity to that. And at the end of the day, they're still just a normal person who had a little stint on reality TV. And so with these rumored Bachelor Nation splits, whether it be Caitlyn or Jason, Danielle and Michael, you know, they're still having potentially this human experience of going through a breakup. And, you know, when you go, when you go through a breakup, you don't post on your Instagram, the black screen with the white text asking your friends and family for privacy, you know, and love and respect. You know, you take some time, you try to heal, you do things that get your mind off of it. But because these people fell in love on TV, the viewers aren't patient enough to let Bachelor Nation members come to terms with that in their own time, you know, because Bachelor Nation members are still just normal people, aside from the fact that they do have all these new business opportunities once they come off the show that they didn't have before. They all are just normal people who went on reality TV to find love. And it's a hard place for them to be in because ultimately these people are famous because of their relationships in their relationship statuses. Their relationships are no longer private because they found love on TV. So if you want people to root for your love story, you have to be prepared for the flip side of the coin because they're also going to be disappointed if you don't work out. You know, there's that's a lot of pressure to put on normal people who went on a reality dating show. And just imagine if you were heartbroken over a breakup and you had thousands of people in your comment section asking you every single day, what happened? What happened? Oh God, I knew they wouldn't last. Oh, he was way too good for her. You can do so much better. I mean, that would be a lot to deal with as a normal person who went on a reality dating show. So yes, while I do think they both probably are broken up, let's give them some time to deal with it. Ending an engagement potentially is a big deal. You know, and I've always said, or I've always thought, I don't know that I've always said it, but Caitlin and Jason, I've always had my reservations. I did like them as a couple. I do like them as two individual people as well. But I just got red flags around the wedding planning because they weren't planning a wedding at all. And maybe I'm hypersensitive to that because as someone who is engaged and all I want is to be married to my fiance, David, but logistically can't because of the U.S. immigration system, it's like I would do anything to be Caitlin and Jason and the biggest you know, point of contention for your wedding is picking a venue. Like, oh, <laughs> like that would be the dream, you know? So I just feel like if you really want something and you really want to do it, you do it. And they haven't. And that to me is a red flag. So TBD, we'll see. I don't know. Like I said, I just think it's a really rough place to be in. So if you are an MPT listener, you can message message me and be like, oh my God, are they broken up? And I'll find out for you without having to comment on their page. Oh, you can do so much better than her. I just think it's it's tough. It's tough, okay? Deep dive, close. Let's move on to final thoughts. Love Island, what? <laughs> Did we all collectively have a, huh? 
when we found out the winners of Love Island. Okay, so spoiler alert if you're not all the way done because we are going to be talking about the season in its entirety. I'm not even caught up. I haven't even watched it, but I was spoiled on the winner. Of course, it was on my For You page. I scrolled and it was like a message from your Love Island winners. And I was like blinking 10 times. Like, am I reading this correctly? Those are the Love Island winners. Truly shocking. Truly. Let's get to the final four. So we had Molly and Zach, Ella and Ty, Whitney and Lockin. I always want to say Lockum. I don't know why. Jess and Sammy. Okay, maybe on popular opinion, but I actually, I don't want to say I liked Molly and Zach the best because I didn't really like any of them, if I'm being completely honest. As couples, you know, obviously Whitney is like, the best and and Jess too. But couples, I just didn't really love any of the couples. But I think Molly and Zach, like there was just no drama after Katie left around them whatsoever. So I feel like they have the best chance of actually working on the outside. Ella and Ty, I know they got better at the end, but oh my gosh, they fought so much that I was like, I physically cannot sit through one more Ella and Ty fight. Whitney and Locken, I do think they're cute, but I just didn't believe that they were in love. I feel like they were in like and they were in flirtationships. You know what I mean? Like, at least from for where I am right now in the season, I don't see any like depth to that relationship. And I just got through the talent show episode. So maybe it's like coming. And then I mean, Sammy and Jess. Sammy and Jess. Sammy doesn't even like Jess, like at all. And like I said, you know, just got through the talent show. But I did see, you know, all of the contestants that get voted off Love Island, they do all these podcasts. And Mal and Meddy did a podcast that said one time Jess and Sammy got in this huge fight and this didn't make it to air. And Sammy said he wasn't attracted to Jess. And then they win. They win. If that scene is included, there's no way that they win, right? I have no, I mean, just truly shocked and bamboozled. But I think if anyone should have won, it should have been Whitney and Locken because at least they're they're both likable. You know, both parts of the couple are likable. Here are my other just random throwaway thoughts about Love Island. Why are they so mean to Abby? Why is Mitch so mean to Abby? Mitch is like, ew, he's a dweeb. I don't like him. He's mean. He's really mean. I'm not here for it. I also don't really like Katie. You know, I think she plays innocent and she knows what she's doing in multiple different situations. First, the situation with Ty. When Ty and Ella were in the big fight because Ella brought Uzi back and Katie and Ty were both single and they were like flirting it up. Um, Katie was like all into flirting with Ty just to make Ella mad. And she's like, no, I wasn't doing that. It's like, no, you are actively participating in this flirting with Ty because you like the attention. Meanwhile, Ella's your friend and you don't care like at all. And then the situation with Zach, she kisses Zach and yes, Zach kisses her too. But then she leaves the show and she goes on the podcast and she was like, Molly and I were cool. Like why is she smiling? Wear my bikini when I get voted off because you just kissed her dude like 10 minutes ago. What are you talking about? Why is she smiling? You know exactly why she's smiling. I just feel like she got away with too much and I'm here to call her out. Honestly, like for however much an investment Love Island is of our time and our energy, just everything flop. 
pure and utter flop. I'm really not rooting for any of these couples outside the villa. And I mean, two months of your life gone, gone. And there's no way I'm tuning into the US version. It's just not as good. They don't have any like one liners. They're just not as entertaining. So anyhow. All right, you guys, you know the drill. If you have yet to review the podcast, give us a rating, give us a five stars, please do so. It helps your girl so stinking much. A little love you like a sis. I would be eternally grateful. I mean, I already am. All of you guys that listen to the show week in and week out and you DM me and we're still chatting about it in the DMs, you don't know what it means to me. It means the whole world. And it would mean just as much as if you subscribe to the Patreon Extra Pop every Monday. This week, we had Summer House filming updates. We talked about uh, Harry Styles and his Olivia tattoo and uh, much more Kyle Richards document or doing a documentary on Morgan Wade. We talked about all of it. And if you get extra pop on the Patreon, you also get pop a batch for free. So you can subscribe to either Patreon. The link is in the show notes below. If not, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you back next week for another episode of MPT. As always, love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.